Welcome to the Cedar House Church Sermon of the Week. Check one, two. Check one, two. Check one, two. How funny is Dave? I have no more, I, I can't top that. I have no jokes to start off with, so I'm just going to go into it. How about the worship team? It's amazing. So fun to, the uh, level of anointing and excellence of the worship team just keeps scaling. It's just so fun to watch everybody kind of become who they are supposed to be on the worship team. I love it. Every Sunday, I'm just like, this is incredible. Our little bitty church with this sound coming out of these speakers <laughs> and the presence of God coming is so good. Uh, as Dave said, I am also, uh, we had our fourth child. Yeah, like this is a Lion King moment. Uh, we've also, it's a, like a Lion King moment. We, uh, it's our fourth girl for that. I'm not sure if I know everybody in the room. I've, we have four daughters, four for four on girls. We had our fourth one. It was just amazing. So we've been also hiding. Uh, this is our first day doing anything public. So I, like Dave, don't know where I am or what I'm supposed to talk about tonight. Don't know why I'm standing here right now. So I'm just going to keep rambling. No, it's been awesome time uh, having our fourth daughter, which is so cool. And so I'm in charge. So I scheduled a baby dedication. So... <laughs> If it's reasonable to bring your child, you, you cannot be 27 and get dedicated. You, I don't know what reasonable is, but come talk to me and we, we can negotiate it. I don't like to make hard rules, like, you know, you could relationally work it out. But if you tell me that your 19-year-old needs to be dedicated, I will introduce you to Sozo and we'll go from there. <clears throat> now, um, how, how many of you enjoyed my mom last week? Yeah. Uh, that was so awesome. The uh, learning what your name meant. Did anyone not know? No. Did anyone not know what their name meant and now does? Anyone feel like they kind of got accelerated a little bit in that? It's pretty cool, huh? I grew up with that my whole life, so I've been hearing that since I was like one. So it's really amazing. So anytime I get a little confused on what God's doing in my life, I resort back to my name, which is a whole lot of fun. So. Anyway, just wanted to thank everybody, uh, just taking, being out for two weeks, just the stuff that goes on on Sundays, the worship team, the Atwells, Vicky Vassound, just Gabe and Paige, the kids, everything that goes on, it's just, it's really neat to watch the momentum that God is building here. Uh, two years ago, I couldn't find one person to volunteer. Uh, now it's kind of evolving, which is fun. Um, the gray hairs came from my kids and no one volunteering. <laughs> So I've, I've tried to create a culture where people want to volunteer, but I don't have to say it all the time, and that's happening. So I really appreciate it. It's really fun. Awesome. Well, we're shifting to the sermon series. So we are, as Dave alluded to, we're starting a sermon series on marriage. And we're going to do three weeks of marriage, and we're going to take a break and do an Easter Sunday. Just We're not going to talk about marriage on Easter Sunday. And then the following two weeks, Stacy and I are going to teach on marriage as well. I, at this, this is our third year in a row doing March is the month of marriage. I think that it's a very, very, very important subject. Whether you are married or you are looking to get married, this is a, a good opportunity for you to learn a lot. So uh, the way we're going to do this uh, the next three weeks is I've asked three different couples each week to come up and share 
uh, kind of like an open panel type style. So this is going to be fun. This is a new thing for us that we're trying out. You guys excited? So for the next three weeks, it'll be kind of a different thing. So why don't we go ahead and get started. So the Atwells, Deans, and Days, why don't you guys come on. If you would welcome these guys. These are all trusted friends. Yeah, you can just hold it. These guys are amazing. So not being, being hidden in my house for a week, having another child, and then daylight savings time. Just so much going on. At night, every church in America gets freaked out when it's daylight savings time because, like, oh, no, everyone's going to be late. But we don't have to worry about that because we're doing it at 4 o'clock. But I feel like everyone's a little bit. Doesn't it feel like today felt odd getting to this point? Isn't that weird how that works? Isn't it weird how when you change the time, everything gets messed up? Probably shouldn't do that. We want more daylight all of the time. Awesome. Okay, well, so cool. So uh, marriage is awesome. Yeah? Um, so just a couple, lay some groundwork um, going into the series, and then the final two weeks, as I said, Stacy and I will kind of lay some pillar, pillars down of our thought process on marriage. But anytime the Bible says anything, specifically in the New Testament, we take that as truth, as the highest level of truth in God's design. And in God's design, he created man and woman to get married. So it doesn't matter how frustrating it is. It doesn't matter what your feelings are about it. We believe a binary decision that that is what God has for us is to be married. And so we, we need to align ourselves with that, align ourselves with all form of truth in the Bible and live our life according to that. So in society now, um, I hear a lot of different things about you don't need to be married or what is marriage and why do you do it? And we do it because it's in the Bible. That's the first step. Can I get an amen? Once you make that decision, God then, then God, you begin to align yourself with God and blessings start to come. <clears throat> in a perfect system in the garden, God made Adam and everything was perfect. God liked it. Everything was fine. But it was one thing that was missing was Adam didn't have a partner. Adam didn't have a wife. And so think about that. Marriage is not a part of a fallen system. Marriage is a part of God's perfect design. So you were created in perfection to still be married to someone else. So God has someone for you if you're not married. Um, hey, that's not supposed to be funny. What? <laughs> Two married couples laughing back there. What? If that's Holy Spirit laughter, that's okay. But if it's not, no. Um, yeah, just I, I think that's amazing how how God did that. It, it wasn't like Adam sinned and then all of a sudden uh, he was like, oh no, they, they need to get married. It was in perfection. He wanted us to be connected. Isn't that good? So we're going to cover a lot more of our kind of theology around that um, in, the, in the last two weeks. Our mission statement at Cedar House Church is to remain in God's presence, explore his passions, and the third part is to supply tools that serve and inspire a city. So, so much of the Christian life, if we're not careful, we just celebrate what God has done for us, but God did all of that so we could celebrate it and then move forward. So the Christian life is about advancing, and you don't advance by just creating a monument and celebrating what happened 2,000 years ago, although that's important. But he did that 2,000 years ago so you and I would be equipped to thrive in life today. And so as believers, we should be the most thriving humans on the planet. 
We have the Holy Spirit inside of us, which leads us to all truth. We have the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead within us, and we have the Bible, which has equipped us, equipped us with tools to thrive. And so today, our main goal is for each couple to just share a tool for the community to thrive. Amen? Awesome. So I'm really excited about this, and I really hope that you guys enjoy this sermon series that we're doing. So with that being said, this is Jeremy and Jasmine Dean. This is Melissa and Josh Day, and Josh and Alicia Atwell. These are good friends of mine, and really excited for them to share um, what God's doing. So with that, uh, Deans, you guys are good to go first? Here so, you are. You got the mic. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess I'll just hand it off to you guys once awesome. you go from there. Well, uh, we really appreciate this opportunity. Um, so the reason Landon actually wanted us to come up is we want to share um, how to live in the perfect marriage because we have figured it out. <laughs> and uh, so this is going to be really amazing. Um, and if you believe that, you're not married. So, okay. Um, but we actually we want to uh, talk a little bit about... Um, uh, 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 celebrating our differences. And um, so something that people get to know, Jasmine and me, will, uh, you know, they recognize that the better they get to know us that we are very, very different. Um, and we have people bring that up pretty frequently. Um, so we're going to share a little bit about that and how do you have a thriving marriage when you're really different from your, from your partner and your spouse. Um, so a little bit of background. Do you want to? Okay, so... Um... Yeah, and I think before we go into it, too, knowing, like, this is just our story. This is not, like, everyone's story, but we're here to share ours, and if it blesses you, that's awesome. Um, And if you have more questions, we'd also just talk to you later. But um, so we are, um, Jeremy grew up in England. Um, He lived just outside of London, um, and I grew up in Southern California. So already right there off the bat, those are very different. If you don't know anything about that, those could not be more different in culture. Um, we grew up in very different households. Um, Jeremy grew up a missionary, so we didn't have a lot of money. I grew up, we had money. I went to private school, so very different childhoods as well. Um, I am the oldest of five girls, and he is the youngest. Um, so another difference, literally almost anything, we are the exact opposite. Um, we've also learned, we've been married 10 years and we've also learned that, um, well, when we met, I thought, okay, it's, he's just British. Like, it's not like I'm marrying someone from Africa from like a whole different culture. It's going to be like, we speak the same language. It's not a big deal. Um, that is not true. (laughs) It took me about three years to figure out how untrue that is. Um, Even the way we joke about it now, but even you can go online and Google like the difference between British English and American English. There's really funny YouTube videos on it. Um, But for probably the first three years of our marriage, he would say something to me and I literally would not know what he was talking about or I would be really insulted and he would be like laughing and I, I would just be like, why do you hate me? That's not, that's not funny at all. And he just thought it was like, it's a, it's a totally different meaning in what he was saying than what I was hearing. Um, so we had a lot of years of just trying to learn how to speak the same language, which I think when you get married, you have to learn that anyway. So on top of learning how to be married and speak the same language, we actually had to learn how to speak the same language. So um, we had a, a challenging first couple of years just trying to get on the same page. Um, but yeah, so... I think what we wanted to kind of hit on was celebrating 
each other's differences instead of just being annoyed with how different we are. Um, because I think for a long time we were just really annoyed. Um, but we've made it 10 years. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, so I guess one of the things that I just wanted to say is, like, when you're, and I think this applies to any relationship, so I don't want to exclude anyone who's not married, because I think that relationships are super dynamic, and in marriage you're just around the person more, but a lot of the things apply to just friendships and other relationships at work and stuff, but I think for us, like, there was a lot of years of trying to get Jeremy to behave or do things that I thought he was going to do or thought he was going to be, um, and I think we've grown into a place of, like, instead of looking at it as, like, a deficiency, like, oh, he's not what I, this is not the behavior I expected my husband to do, I've turned that into, like, allowing him to flourish in who God's made him to be, and then I actually get to appreciate that more. Um, and so there's a lot of examples of that, but I think even in general, like, I'm, he's really laid back. That's a very typical for a youngest child, if you want to do a little psychology lesson, but um, the oldest child is usually, like, type A, rule follower, does not want anyone to be mad at them ever, and the youngest is like, how can I have the most fun in every environment? And it's just like, oh, God, stop. Um, so learning how to, like, appreciate that versus letting it, like, just make my skin crawl. Because that makes me a worse person, too. Like, God didn't put him in my life to, like, make me a worse person. He's like, hey, Jasmine, you need to chill out sometimes. This is going to help you because I want, like, the best for you. So learning to just appreciate that and choosing um, to appreciate it instead of choosing disappointment because it's a choice. Um, and that's a really big deal. Um, yeah, so I think that's what I want to say. Cool. And then on the flip side of that, uh, I just want to hit, um, so, so yeah, so with our marriage, definitely Jasmine, well, I think we both had ideas of who we thought and wanted each other to be, and, and, you know, definitely room for disappointment when, when that put, when Jasmine didn't line up to my ideals and my expectations and vice versa. Um, but a big part of it is when you're when you're choosing to celebrate the differences is even recognizing those in yourself. And um, there was a there was a big there, there were a few years where I wanted to be who she wanted me to be, um, and going and actually going against the grain of who I am um, and things that just cool. I'm going to do this because it's going to make Jasmine happy, um, and keep doing these things and finding like I don't really enjoy this, but I'll keep doing it because Jasmine wants me to do it. And then getting to a place of burnout and frustration. So. Definitely a side of being aware of that, and I think that's just a big identity piece where as you, as you grow and learn who you are, you start to understand what, um, what makes you tick and what, what doesn't. Um, but with that, that's, also, that's not an excuse to say, all right, I'm not going to do this because it's just not who I am or it's not what I want. There's um, definitely, uh, I encourage everyone to, um, to challenge themselves and, and in your marriage to challenge yourself, and if there's things that you don't enjoy doing, step out and try them and do them with your spouse and see if, um, if you can grow and you can can learn to enjoy them. And even at times, if you find, hey, you know what? I've done this a dozen times, and I don't like it. You don't have to do it all the time. But you can still you know, push yourself and, and do it every now and again and just show that value to your spouse. Um, and then one other thing I want to hit with that is there's definitely, as, as we're talking about this, there's a clear difference between identity and character. And as we're talking about um, celebrating differences, you know, there's a couple areas where, where you just, you're not able to do that. Um, and when you have conflict, that would be, be a prime one. Um, to say, hey, I'm just, 
I have a tempo. I'm sorry, that's just how it is. Deal with it. That's that's not acceptable. So, not not saying that. Hey, that's something that um, that we approve of. You know, you have to challenge and grow in areas, and you know, getting on the same page with finances and family and kids and things like that is so important. But um, speaking more to just finding who you are as an individual, what do you bring um, from? I guess um, the things you have in common, and then finding that that the things you have in common, celebrating those, and the things you don't have in common learning to to celebrate those in the other person even though you might not get the same uh enjoyment that they do out of it so yeah i think and just end with like what we always talk about is just like pulling out the gold in someone else i think it's just magnified in marriage because you're around them 24 7 and it's a little bit more difficult but um just saying like hey i know god made you this way this isn't like an accident just because i am not like that I'm going to appreciate it. And when you do that, like you'll see the way that God just grows you too because you're just able to see the good in someone instead of choosing to be disappointed or frustrated. Plus, you'll just be frustrated all the time, which is not fun. How good is that? How about that? Yeah? Learning to celebrate each other's differences? I've been a part of uh, you guys' process a lot, and you've done a tremendous job of doing that. Good job. Thank you for modeling that. Yeah. That when I first went in there, fist fighting. <laughs> Just kidding. Only uh, half joking. No, I, Just the fighting, I was unaware not the of fist, fist fighting. Part. It was, okay, good. I'm uncomfortable now with the fist fighting portion. I'm just kidding. No, did a good job, seriously. Uh, cool. Okay, once you pass the mic to these guys, and at the end, each couple pray over everyone what they the tool as well, so it'll be good. Okay, Josh and Melissa Day, go ahead. Cool. So um, our tool that we found with our... 11 months of marriage. All right. Is, thank you, we are making it, (laughs) is to make time for having fun with one another. So whenever we first got engaged, uh, it was a super exciting time, but something that we found reiterated over and over again by people in our lives were, oh man, the first year of marriage is going to suck. (laughs) And we're like, thank you, okay. (laughs) Um, Yeah, all right, thanks so much. Feel so supported. Like, to the point where I was like, oh my gosh, why do people get married if the first year is so hard? Um, But also at that time, we were like transitioning um, into this church and learning the nature of God. And I was, we were kind of processing one day, like, if God is always in a good mood and if God is fun, then that means that we are fun, which means that marriage should also be fun, right? <laughs> um, and I think, like, it all comes from a good place. Like, as Christians and just people that want to do well in life, like, we really, really want marriage to work. Like, nobody wants to get divorced. That's no fun. Um, so we're, like, you know, emphasizing, oh, you have to work, you have to work, you have to work, and it's going to be hard, and you're going to fight, but you're going to survive, maybe. And, <laughs> and like, yes, it's so important to, like, work out your differences, but we found that if we make fun a priority, it's the, it makes the hard stuff a lot easier. Um, so I think something else that we found was that if if we viewed each other as work, like if Josh came home every day and I'm like, oh my gosh, we're going to have to fight again. Or like, you know, if, if we have that perspective, adopt the perspective of like this relationship is work, period, then I have to go outside of my most intimate relationship to experience joy, which 
is not what the father intended. If God put us together, it's not so that we can fight it out until we die. It's so that we can bring heaven to earth. And that starts with our marriages. That starts with our relationships. So we um, kind of determine from the beginning, like, whatever this year throws at us, we're going to have a good time. And we're, we're like three weeks away from anniversary. And guess what, guys? We're having a really good time. <laughs> yeah, prior to us even dating, like we just had really major breakthroughs and joy and just freedom. Um, and from there, like we started dating and we were engaged. And like she said, we had all these people saying, oh, your first year is just going to be terrible. I'm like, I don't think you have a good marriage, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> If your first year was terrible, it's no judgment. Sometimes that happens. It's okay. <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, like, we heard these horror stories. Not this, yeah, anyway. Um, we heard these horror stories, and I was just like, man, I don't think we have to do that, you know? Like, that's not... Anywhere in the Bible where you have to suffer for a year, first year of marriage, like, <laughs> I don't, <laughs> we don't have to put our time in and just like, oh, well, suffer, you know, I don't think that's true, but yeah, and we pretty much just decided like, hey, we're just going to have fun and we're going to intentionally go out on dates and have fun and leave everything else behind while we're on a date, and so far it's been amazing, 11 months consistent, having fun. Um, one thing that helps us out a lot is we have a goober dog. So I don't, I mean, he's two fries short of a Happy Meal. So, but honestly, he brings so much joy just watching him and making fun of him, you know, but I mean, but yeah, joy <laughs> she didn't know I was going to say that. Um, <laughs> communication. <laughs> um, like, throughout, like, before we were married and even in the marriage, like, we just really learned to nail down on joy of the Lord is your strength. And we just daily intentionally cultivate that, even throughout the day early on when I come home from work or just randomly during the day, just saying, hey, Life really isn't that serious sometimes. It's as serious as you make it. Um, if you don't have enough money or you're just having a hard time, like, there's joy there to be found. And God really gives it to everybody and is there for the taking. So, um, Also, like, if that was your story or if you are having a hard time, it's totally cool. You can decide now to have a great time. Um, you can turn it around for yourselves. And I think like ways that we do that, obviously we don't have kids yet. So like some of you are probably like, man, you don't even understand the struggle of like trying to find time to go on a date. Like, yeah, okay. I'm sorry. But also you can just laugh with each other. That's something that we do every day that is super easy to make time for. If you've got like four children running around or 12 children running around. Yeah, totally understandable. Just make time to laugh with each other. It makes it a lot easier. Life's a lot better whenever you're laughing with each other or even at each other sometimes. <laughs> In a positive way. If they're hurt, obviously, don't do that. Um, 
but yeah, like ask God to give you creativity um, for how to have fun with each other so that the next 50, 60, 70 years of your life doesn't have to be a bummer. So, so good. How about that? That was good. So fun. Thank you guys. The joy of the Lord. I love it. Okay, Atwell's. Yeah, we, we didn't feel like it was fair that we had to pick one tool. Um, if we had to pick one tool, it would be just go to church at Cedar House. <laughs> like, we came um, probably a year and a half ago now, and we borderline hated each other. We spent a lot of time, like, literally living separate. And it was justified by the things that were going on at the time. It wasn't like, I'm going to my mom's. But it was like, okay, I'm going to, like, stay over here and sleep over here because I have other stuff to do. And um, just this healthy environment of Cedar House where everybody's constantly, like, building each other up with their words. Um, People like Landon and Stacy and Justin and Holly and um, Sharika and all of the people up here. But we didn't know them then. Um, people, people here call each other up instead of call each other out. And that was new for us. Yeah. I liked being surrounded by what felt like healthy marriages. Um, I feel like there were a lot of opportunities growing up where I was surrounded by not as healthy marriages. And, um, when that's all you ever know, and then you see something that's healthy, it's like, oh, wow, there's actually more than what I've been exposed to. And so we saw a lot of healthy marriages modeled here. Um, and like he said, they, they call the gold out in each other in their marriage, whether it's like, like and, and you can tell it's genuine. It's not like just flattering people because you're in front of people. It wasn't like this fake thing. It was real. Like you could tell it was genuine and they meant what they were saying. Yeah, and then... Um Stacy and Landon preached on marriage. It was like we had been here maybe a couple of weeks, and they started preaching on marriage, and I hope I'm not going to steal their thunder. But Stacy like, blew our minds. She grabs a pen off the podium in the middle of their sermon, and she talked about, like, the pen was conflict, and they're passing it back and forth. So, like, I grew up in a law enforcement home where you assign responsibility for what happened. <laughs> so, like, it's, okay, I'm going to defend myself, and we're going to pass blame back and forth. And Stacey was like, so what we do is we just take the problem, we put it out here, and we look at it and figure out how to, how to work it together. And I was like, that actually makes so much sense. I can't imagine what that would be like. So that was really cool. And um, yeah. yeah, the other thing that I learned in that whole process, too, is being quick to forgive and um not just holding on to my hurt feelings just because he hurt my feelings, but getting to realize, like, his intentions were good, and it wasn't like he was just trying to be mean and hurt my feelings over a problem, and uh, to realize that he has my back and that he's on my side, you know. Um, And then also, when there's a problem or a conflict, remembering to pursue connection with each other, Um, because naturally, at that time, I was, like, eager to just build a wall and create space to feel safe. And so in that process, we got to learn how to um, pursue connection with each other when dealing with conflict or issues or hurt feelings and put that over here and choose to connect to each other and trust each other's heart. Yeah, we watched the Danny Silk video with Dave and Amber and all the people that did small group last year. But the one that impacted us the most was the one Dave and Amber led, and he's 
his, the first words out of his mouth that really hit me were like, the goal of communication is connection. And so Alicia and I both studied communication in college. And the, like the college definition, the goal of communication is, I want you to understand what I'm saying regardless of what else is going on in the environment. And so that was what we did in our marriage. It's like, no, I want you to understand what I'm saying, and then I want to understand what you're saying. We were not pursuing connection. And so that's like just that step alone, realizing when I communicate with Alicia, I'm trying to connect to her more. I'm not trying to explain how I feel. I just want her to feel safe with me, and I want to understand her. And when both people are doing that, it, it, like 90% of what we struggle with, we don't struggle with anymore, just, just from that perspective alone. Yeah. Yeah, we learned that it's not about winning or being right. <laughs> that, was, that was fun to learn. Yep. <laughs> but getting to just hear each other's heart in the process and lay all that aside and choose, okay, it's not about, you know, making sure that you hear me. I just want to hear you. I want to know how you feel and what your heart is like right now and what you're experiencing. I want to be in your experience with you. Yeah, and then I think the biggest tool overall that helped us to walk through that journey was we went to Sozo training, which is coming up. It will wreck your world. Even if you don't want to be on the Sozo team, you should go to Sozo training because it teaches you how to see everybody the way that God sees them and how to recognize truth and lies. So I realized anything negative that I believe about my spouse is a lie that God wants to break. Um, Bill Johnson in the ministry school said, I can't have forward to have a thought about myself that God doesn't have about me. My marriage version of that is I can't afford to have a thought about Alicia that God doesn't have about Alicia. If I'm thinking something negative about her or I'm seeing a problem that, you know, maybe she really is doing something that bothers me, then it's, it's my job to just come alongside her and partner with her not to point at her, and it's never my job to judge or, or assume that what she's doing comes from a negative perspective. Good. So good. Uh, real quick, yeah, clap it up for these guys. Awesome. Uh, real quick plug, uh, beginning Sozo training is coming up on March 23rd and 24th, and then the advanced Sozo tr- training is the 30th and 31st. Uh, if you have Noah, wave your hand. Everybody see Noah? Ask him if you got any questions on it. I really encourage you guys to check it out. Josh just threw that out there. Um, It will help you in every phase of your life, not just in inner healing. So please check that out. You cannot just show up to the advanced one. You have to go through the regular one first. So um, that's a really good one. And then also, another plug, uh, all of us went through a class that we have here called Love After Marriage. Um, and so that's where a lot of some of the tools came from and some of like the learning how to connect and all of those things. We're going to have another course on Love After Marriage soon, um, hopefully before summer, which will be really good, a great time to have community and learn some tools and so on and so forth. Um, why don't we do this? Let's pass it back down. And you guys pray and just release the breakthrough that you have had. Yeah, we can start here. And then if this goes fast enough, you guys can give some prophetic words. You guys, y'all go okay with that? Who wore the brightest shirt today? Okay, know it. <laughs> awesome. Love it. Yeah, so we'll just kind of pray and release whatever you want to release from your marriage. Yeah, Father, we just, uh, we thank you for this opportunity. And um, 
Yeah, I just released Breakthrough. And just where there are walls um, of separation, we just break those down in the name of Jesus Christ. I just declare connection. And, um, yeah, where, where differences are highlighted in a negative way, I just ask for the beauty and the gold to shine out so clearly in Jesus' name. Yeah, and I just feel like if there, if you feel hopeless in any way, like this doesn't have to be like you're on the verge of divorce, but like if there's even just a small area in your relationship with your spouse or even like a friend, um, if you feel like there's a tiny bit of hopelessness, I just, I want to bless you right now to like, I just rebuke that hopelessness off of you. I just release the truth that with God, anything is possible. Um, and so I just challenge you all week to just keep saying that over in your mind that anything's possible and hopelessness does not exist. There's no hopeless circumstances, only hopeless people. So no hopelessness in Jesus' name. Yeah, I just released joy in the room right now. <laughs> yeah, I just speak uh, just divine encounters over every marriage here right now in Jesus name and Holy Spirit have your way if you are struggling with marriage just receive that if you're struggling with joy and just feel hopeless like Jasmine was saying um, just say yes Jesus name yeah I just want to release the knowledge that laughter is on your tool belt Whenever um, situations feel hopeless, whenever marriage gets hard, whenever waiting for marriage gets hard, laughter is on your tool belt. You get to laugh at the lie that, um, yeah, yeah. if you just want to do that right now, I'm going to call out some lies, and if you want to laugh at them, you can, but if that weirds you out, I encourage you to try to do it anyway. (laughs) Um, Yeah, we laugh at the lie that, we will never get married. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we laugh at the lie that um, what we're struggling with in our marriages will last forever. <laughs> we laugh at the lie that we will never have the finances our families need. <laughs> Yeah, we laugh at the lie that marriage has to be miserable. (laughs) We laugh at the lie that God is serious about our marriage. (laughs) Yeah, I bless you with joy. I bless you with laughter. I bless your marriages to um, be fun. Uh, I pray that schedules would open up times together alone would be more frequent. Uh, I release babysitting resources over the struggling moms and dads out there. (laughs) Yeah, we bless your marriages. We bless your date nights. We bless your intimate times to be really fun. In Jesus' name. Yeah, I just bless everyone here with more understanding of their identity and what their spouse's identity is. I bless everyone here with perspective to be able to see their spouse or their friends through the Father's eyes and that they would call out the gold and that they would um, 
cherish each each um, treasure that they find in them. That they would celebrate that in Jesus' name. I just release determination and tenacity into this room that, God, that you would just pour out this desire to pursue our spouse no matter what's going on, no matter how hard things are, no matter how different things seem, that you would just release this militant tenacity that I'm just going to love them and I don't even care if they love me. I'm just going to love them and pursue them and love them and pursue them and love them and pursue them. And I ask that as that happens, that things would begin to break, that relationships would begin to heal, that walls between people would begin to just crumble, that you would release the husbands to speak identity into wives, especially wives who didn't have a good father figure, that they would just they would begin to cling to the words of their husbands, that you would give the husbands the wisdom and and the knowledge of of the areas of their life where they can speak life, where they can build up, where they can encourage, that you would give wives the eyes of gold for their husband, and they would see the, the things that their husbands are doing and begin to just build them up, begin to just call out the things that they love about their husbands, and that there would just be this high school infatuation like passionate romance that would begin to build and bloom in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So good. All right. Awesome. That was incredible. Thank you, guys. How good was that? Marriage stuff, tools. So good.